0: I'd like to welcome all of you once again for our service, and may the Lord continue to bless and pour into every single one of us that is gathered in this place. Um, Sunday after Sunday, a joy to walk into this place and to know God is here. Sunday after Sunday, service after service, it's a joy to be in this house, to know that God is moving. We are thankful for the presence of God, Um, thankful for all that God is doing. And it's not just a Christian way of saying things, but I pray this will be very relevant in every single person's life and their lifestyle, life and their lifestyle, that no longer you talk about Jesus only in the church setting, but you are ready to talk about him uh, even after you are done with church. Uh, He's looking for some true lovers. I'm going to repeat that. He's looking for some true lovers. uh, People who could love him with more than anything else in this world. Are you with me, church? Hallelujah. More than anything else in this world. He's looking for some lovers. Lovers of themselves will be found in end times is what the word helps us to understand. Uh, Things won't change because it is the word that has already suggested the word has already proclaimed that people will be more lovers of self. But I pray that at Zion, I pray in our ministry, I pray within our congregation that we no longer become more conscious about who I am, but be more conscious about who he is. A Christian church has the identity rooted in who Jesus is in your personal life. In your, it begins with your personal life i having to understand who Christ really is in our personal life. That reflects in your family and the church and the community. And it goes in that progression. But it all begins with who Christ is in our personal life. We're always so self-conscious about things. Our world today has brought us so close to be more self-conscious with all the the selfie natures and the dual screen, the dual cameras, talk about it. We have every social media that wants to talk about how good you are in your personal life, how good an individual's life is. Facebook profile picture is so deceptive sometimes. Some of y'all, you have put your Facebook profile picture when you were 30 years old, time to change it because it is so deceptive, right? I mean, I was just looking at somebody recently I wanted to find and I'm like, oh, really? This person is so young, but the voice sounds so bass and, you know, it was so loud. I'm like, no, it cannot happen. But when I really actually met that person, he was much more older. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Trying to understand. You know, I mean, many years ago, I put a profile picture of myself as an 18-year-old. I grew older and and the pastor came and he asked me, Pastor, your profile picture on your WhatsApp doesn't look the same way that you are right now. You better change it because you have changed a lot in your opinion. Are you trying to understand? We have so self-caught up with the image of ourself. My image, my image, my self-image. But it all has to be reflected from the image of God because you and me, we are made in the image of God. That has to be reflected in our life. Are you with me, church? So the image of God has to be reflected. How does that happen? How does that happen? Praise the Lord. I met an Indian person. I met an Indian person recently when I was in Arizona, and this person was—they uh, lived their majority of their life in Nigeria, right? He's a South Indian brother. Lived majority of his life. In Nigeria, guess what? The moment he started talking to me, I was having this impression, okay, now the South Indian uh, uh, English accent will come along. But the more he lived in Nigeria, more than anywhere else, the more he opened his mouth to speak, I'm like, wow, what a confusing state right now. I look at the image of a South Indian brother, but the words and the action, the behavior, the gesture, everything comes from the African continent. Come on, somebody. Are you trying to understand? The more you hang around with is the more persona of the image is reflected on yourself. President, are you with me? Praise God. Same scenario. I met another brother. You know, he's American, born and raised in America. But for the last maybe around nine years, we, we know them, Zachary and family. They are missionaries in Calcutta. And this guy came to our AGWM office and we were talking to him. White person, Right. And you know how the white person would talk. But this guy, now he talks pure Hindi. I forgot my Hindi, right? He started talking to me in English and with an Indian accent. An American person is talking. He forgot his American way of doing life because he was a missionary in India, in Calcutta for almost nine years. And I'm like, I'm in a confused state. What is happening? You look at the person. He's a white person. But the words coming out because he was hanging around a lot with the Indian subcontinent and that has reflected in the way he behaves and he conducts himself. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Are you with me, church? What I'm trying to bring your attention towards is who you hang around more, you start looking like that person. And that's why, you know, in the Old Testament we understand Moses left the tent. But there's one guy who wanted to linger around the Bible. Understand the word. Bible says he lingered around the tent more often. Moses had an assignment. He came. Finished his assignment. He had the other, other business to take. And he was there, But here is one guy started lingering around. Guess what? Who will God choose to become the next leader? Who will God try to bring up as the next leader in charge of delivering his people? Of course the person who wants to be more in the persona of the image of God. Because his inner heart says, I want more of God's presence in me. So that where I am, his persona will transfer into me. And the desire of our church, and I pray every single one of us. Every single one of us is that Lord, I want to be transformed in the image of Christ. In the image of transformed in my mind, transformed in my thoughts, transformed in the way I behave, I appear, I talk, I do things. I pray God that I'll be more of a kingdom person. I want to bring your attention towards today, um, to today to... Uh, usually I have my iPad with me and this morning it stopped to work. Uh, so I am back to basics. But, um, you know, let's look into Second Samuel chapter 7. Second Samuel chapter 7 and verse 1. Second Samuel ch- chapter 7 and verse 1. Second Samuel chapter 7, verse 1. I hope you have received it and you have taken it. If you have the Bibles with you, turn with me. Let's read it. And it's going, I'm going to read it for you. After the king was settled in his palace, and the Lord had given him rest from all his enemies around him, he said to Nathan the prophet, Nathan? Come on. (laughs) He said to Nathan the prophet, here I am, living in the house of Cedar, while the ark of God remains in a tent. Remains in a tent beautiful scripture every scripture is beautiful last week I was talking to my wife and she like I'm like this words I love it so much and she said you should love every scripture of the word because this is the word of God true I understand every scripture is powerful but this scripture spoke to me and ministered to me and I won't don't want to preach anything that has not ministered to me personally I want you to understand here the story talks to us about David and the same scriptures you see in the in the historic books, which is again First, First Chronicles chapter seventeen verses one to twenty-seven, which again the historic books, the chronicles of, of the entire leaders of Israel. We see First Chronicles chapter seventeen verses one to twenty-seven. You see the same narrative, the same story uh, being repeated there. What is it talking about here? Now, Bible mentions about that David found rest. One of the most important thing that you have to find out in the verse 1 here is, After king was settled in his palace and the Lord has given him rest from all his enemies. I met somebody recently who works three jobs and has so much peace, but the other person who works only 30 hours a day, has no peace a day in his life. Are you with me? Understand the truth of what I'm trying to share. I met a person who works three jobs, but has so much peace, And I loved being around that person because of the countenance and the the radiating joy, the celebrated joy that they they, they were singing, they were sharing of all the good things God was doing in their life. One thing I understood was that you may work three days or you may write three work, three jobs, or you may work only for 20 hours. Peace and rest come from only God. You can, that's why I started this message yesterday during our house dedication that you can build a house. But in order to have a home, you have to have the presence of God. David, you can build a cedar home or you can get the most palatial homes on planet earth. But one thing you have to understand, rest comes from God. And before that scripture happened, you have to understand that David was on a conquest. He, all his enemies were always surrounding him, chasing him, wanted to destroy him. But there is one scripture that talks to us about in 2 in, in, in Samuel chapter 7, verse 1, after the king has settled. After the king has settled. Have you been in those places that you have not settled down? Have you been in those places that you waited for it to settle down? You waited. Many years ago, I was in Maharashtra. This image comes to my mind. And I, it's so, I just want to use it as an illustration here. We were in Maharashtra in a tribal village, in the very remotest tribal village. No access to good sanitation, no access to any good water, food, Nothing pure uh, 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 tribal area and while we were there this brother gave us a bottle uh, it was a Pepsi bottle filled with water, really good really good water, that's the only water we had but when I looked into that water this has a lot of impurities and it was given to entire team and it was very hard for us to take that because I knew if I drink that water I am going to be sick, I know and I know because the color of the water the color of the bottle everything was so against from my natural state of taking anything of that kind. But what I did was, I said, brother, you know, you just got this water in this bottle, but can I wait for the water or the impurities to just settle down a little bit so that I can just drink the top part of it? Are you trying to understand the image here? Just let the impurities settle down. I know it doesn't affect the course of the water. The, the, the water doesn't become any good, but at least the impurities will settle down and I will just drink the top part of it and a little bit, at least I can feel quench my thirst. I just waited for it to settle down. Have you been in those places where you have worked so hard, but you wanted to settle down? I was visiting a family and said, Pastor, I just want to settle down. Praise the Lord there are people here you work so hard but you're waiting to retire and to settle can i tell you some can i tell you something you can work and still settle down peace and rest comes only from god almighty he who dwells in the shadow of the most high will find rest And that's the principle that you and me have to understand here. David, you you were a nomad. You walked around in the wilderness. You were going from one city to the other city. One enemy chases you from one place. You started building something and the enemy comes and destroys that. You start building somewhere else and you see the same problem coming after you again and again. But David, can I tell you something? Rest comes only from God. And this morning, my scripture to you is some of your life, God is about to settle you in your place. You've been wandering away for too long in places you didn't want to settle. But can I tell you, my God is going to bring you to a place that you will find peace and you will find rest and you will settle down in that area. What are the places that you're dwindling? What are the places that you're walking And you're walking like you have no shelter. You are walking like you have no hope. You're walking that everything comes against your life. But can I remind you, my church, the same God of David looks to your life and says, I'm going to settle you. I'm going to settle you. Hallelujah. My God is looking into life and he wants to settle people. Of course, earth is not the place for us to settle. As a Christian born-again child, we must have an internal perspective that here is not where we are going to be forever, but our settlement is in heaven. But can I tell you, the blessings of the earth, God promised and He will give you. You don't work here and you work like anxious and restless person. God wants to give you rest. I don't know whom I'm talking to this morning. You may be working too hard, my brother, my sister, but the word of the Lord says, I will give you peace and i will give you rest you will settle down in my courts. you will settle down that's the promise of god and i pray that in my spirit as i preach this message that some of us will capture the idea here and verse one will help us to understand after the king was settled after there was a season of transition in the life of David. There's a season of running away. There was a season of moving and being chased by the enemies. But then there came a season when he was settling down. Then came a season when he was settling down. The Bible says, after the king was settled in his palace, the Lord had given him rest from all his enemies around him. What I like about David and why he is so different and unique from the rest of every other person is because you look at the verse 2 there and he says, Here I am, he said to Nathan the prophet, Here I am living in a house of cedar while the ark of God remains in a, what? In a tent. I am living in a house of cedar. Of course, this is not a message where I'm asking you money to build the next church. But if you understand it in that level, we are ready to take your offerings. No worries. (laughs) But here I want to take your attention towards an eternal perspective. Church is not just the four walls. Church is not just that. But here David is looking into the aspect of he's lying down in his royal chambers on his beautiful cedar bed. In his magnificent palace that the king of Tyre has built for him. David is lying down. He looks to the roof and he remembers one thing. There was a season in my life that I was in the wilderness and I just had the heaven to be my roof, nothing else. I was in the jungle and I just had the leaf as my covering and shade, nothing else. The Lord God Almighty took me from the miry clay, Put me on the cedar built home. It is just the gracious hand of God. Understand this. That doesn't end there. And he says, how can I live in this house when the ark of God or the presence of God is just rotating around in just tent? How can I? That bothered him. If it doesn't bother some of us, then that's a big problem. I can live in this house, but if God's presence is somewhere else, it doesn't matter. I have a beautiful house for me to live in, but his presence is in the tent and has has no place to be in. The New Testament talks about you and me, we are the, the temple of God. Understand this very carefully here. We fight for, work for, move around. in a, all the things that we try to do, we try to do for not the temple of God. Have an eternal perspective. Like David would say, God, my body looks good. Everything is so perfect. Right? But in the temple if God is not placed. And that's why the book of Revelation helps us to understand. Jesus is outside the church. Not inside the church. I don't want us to be as an individual. As a church to be anywhere close to that church. Where Jesus is not inside but outside. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. People are not attracted to any other superficial things that we could do. People are attracted to only Jesus. And New Testament proves the record that wherever Jesus was, people gathered. It was a broken house. But when Jesus' words started appearing, people started hearing, people gathered in that place. Why? There was no room for people to gather and say, why? Because Jesus was there. Understand this. We are losing our mind on things that are not eternal. They are carnal. Has there value to it? Of course, there are things that have value. But don't lose our perspective. Don't lose our perspective. We are fighting over things that have no value in the eternal self. Don't lose our perspective, my brother. It is Jesus where people are attracted. Jesus was so thronged by people. That he had to rent out Peter's boat and he said, Peter, can I just use your boat? I don't have space in this land. People are pushing me. I have no space to stand. Wherever Jesus is, people will come. People will come. Another question. Another question. My job as a pastor is not just as a motivational speaker, but also to prepare the bride of Christ. Another question. Do people hang around your life? If people are attracted to Jesus and you are the living temple of God Almighty, which means you inhabit, you ha- your, your, your heart is the throne of God, Right? My question is, are people attracted to you? If no, if your track record shows that the moment you speak, the moment you walk in, the moment you do something, there's something that happens in that room, you got to change yourself. You got to change yourself. Understand this. David had the best house possible living in the royal palace. But as he was lying down, he realized one thing. He realized one thing. And that one thing shifted his future generation forever. Forever. Jesus as the Messiah, as the seed that would be birthed out of the lineage of David, was promised in that verse or in that passage. If you read that very carefully, you will understand. Jesus as the Messiah, as the seed that will be, that will born in, 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 in New Testament, uh, we, what we see that will come to pass, can come to, uh, you know, that will born uh, through the seed lineage of David. We see that in 2 Samuel, indication of the covenant that God made with David. But it all happened with one realization. Lord, how can I live in a cedar home when your presence, your ark is kept in the in the tent. In the tent. In the you don't take that burden, We will come there and we will see you for five minutes, two minutes. Don't take that burden, Lord. Are you understanding? We have lost our track. We have lost our focus somewhere. We have lost it all. But as if from that scripture, if we understand in every scripture, we have to look at it in a way how that scripture can correct us. How can that scripture help us in our Christian growth? May I suggest, I love God to be on the throne of your heart. Say, God, I have a good looking house. Shh. This temple that you have promised in the New Testament. And I don't want you to be outside. But I want you to take control of my heart. Are you with me, church? Take control of my heart. And that is what David suggests here. David would say, Nathan, is there anything I could do? And the prophet Nathan would say, you know, do what it please because God is with you. Not you, but your son will build the temple for me. But again, he doesn't end there. He makes an eternal covenant with the family of David, that the lineage of yours will always be on the throne, that your people will be settled, that there would be no more movements from here and there, no more enemies that will conquer you. Why? One man chose to decide. One man chose to decide that I no longer live in a place where there is no presence of God. Or I don't live, choose to live in a place where I see the presence of God is not valued. We have to check ourselves. We have to check our family status. We have to check our church status. Are you trying to understand this? We need to understand the real value of that. You may work how hard you want, my brother. You will not find peace and rest. You will find some extra dollars, but dollars will not give you peace. You may get some extra bank balance, but that will not add any rest to you. You can have three jobs, but never find yourself as settled unless your perspective changes. Lord, you are the one. You alone are the one. That can settle me. Are you with me? I want the church to understand. You alone are the one that can settle me. That can. I pray that this will be a season of settlement in somebody's life. Amen. Now when your perspective changes, the Lord changes the things in your and around your life to settle you. Oh, come on somebody. Hallelujah he changes. The things that you thought will not settle. The things you thought will not happen. The things you thought will never come to pass. The things you thought will never be fruition in my life. But God is saying that when you change your perspective I will settle you down there. I will bring to you a settlement. I will bring you to a settlement and I will give you my peace. All those who are tired and weary, I will give you my peace can i have the worship team behind me i will give you my peace and next time one was worship team please sit in the front row okay please sit here i will give you my peace i will give you my peace and that's the promise of god in all of our lives in everything that we do no matter how hard we are working you may try to work 26 hours in 24 hours Try to get a lot of work done in that. But it will never help you to get anywhere if your perspective has changed. Give God His place. He never comes second. He comes first. He never comes second. He comes first. Give God His due place in our life. And when you do that, when you do that, He will settle you. He will give you rest. And He will give you peace. Let's look to the Lord in prayer as the worship team helps us with the song and we, um, we take our tithes and offering. Let's look to the Lord in prayer.